1: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey.
2: You don't need a lot of brains in this, but investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own. Now time. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time.
3: Welcome to the Get Started Investing Summer Series, brought to you by Superhero. Over six episodes, we're going to be hearing from members of both the Equity Mates and Superhero community, and covering some of the biggest questions for anyone starting their investing journey. As always, I am joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I am very good, Bryce.
4: Great to be with you for this summer series episode. You're probably on a golf course somewhere. No idea where I'll be, hopefully far away from the office, Uh, but excited for this episode because, again, we've um, taken one of the most common questions we get from the equity mates community through our DMs, uh, over email, uh, in our discussion group. And we've gone to some finfluencers, some members of the Equity Mates community, to ask them that question.
3: That's it. So this episode, we're asking, how or why did you get started investing, and what is the story of your first investment? Some first investments uh, have gone incredibly well. Others, uh, which we have spoken about on the show many times before, like Rens, have not gone so well. But there's always a lesson in hearing the answer to this question. So. Ren, I feel like we've spoken enough about the story of our first yeah, investments.
4: I don't need to tell. I've made more than enough hay out of the story
3: of Yeah, if you would like to hear the story of our first investment investments and you've joined us for the first time, do go back and listen to uh, the start of the whole series where we uh, go through our first investments in detail. But I think uh, before we jump in, we must shout out to Superhero, Uh, Because Superhero has proudly sponsored the summer series. They allow you to buy Aussie and US shares and ETFs with no monthly account fees. And you can now earn Qantas points with Superhero. So visit superhero.com.au slash Qantas to learn more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions, and fees and charges apply. So, Ren, we've got uh, James, uh, Tash from Tash Invests, Money with Maddie, and Dylan all coming up throughout this episode to share with us the story of their first investment and how and why they started investing. So uh, let's get stuck in. So James is a 30-year-old army veteran who suffered a bad spinal injury during a training exercise. He was medically discharged from the army and later found his passion for investing around the time of the COVID crash. James has since binged over 300 episodes of Equity Mates, and he's going to share some of his investing journey with us today. So James, pleasure to have you here at Get Started Investing. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
4: I'm surprised you wanted to come in after listening to 300 episodes of us. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, would be pretty sick of us by now.
3: <laughs> oh, Not at all. Love it. Love
1: it.
3: So James, uh, we love to hear the story of Uh, people's first investments. There's obviously uh, a lot we can learn from it. So are you able to share with us today the story of your first investment?
5: Yeah, well, my first significant investment was investing quite heavily in myself into the therapy that I needed to overcome some mental barriers that were actually preventing me from investing successfully. And that happens because when you get some trauma in your brain, um, your physical brain structure actually changes and your amygdala, which is the brain centre for fear, becomes enlarged and overactive, while at the same time your prefrontal cortex, which is the brain centre for logic and reasoning, actually shrinks. So when the brain goes to make a decision, it can't so much access the logic and reasoning, and it's getting extra signals from the amygdala, which results in a lot of fear-based decisions that are lacking in logic and reasoning coming out. I didn't grow up with many myths about investing, and despite knowing all the, benefit, the benefits of it and how important it really is to invest properly, especially at such a young age, I was not able to do it very well because whenever I did have some extra money, I was not... Like, my brain would always make excuses as to why the timing wasn't right or why I might need that money for something else. And then on the flip side of that, whenever it came to going on a holiday overseas or going on a bender or going on a road trip, <laughs> yeah, I would always justify... <laughs> Why I didn't need that money and why I could spend it all. And if I had made some small investments, I would have no problem selling them to blow the money. Mm -hmm. So the first real significant investment was to sort of getting over that hurdle and getting my mindset right, which I could then make better life decisions in general, but also better financial decisions. Mm -hmm.
3: So then the flow on from that is to the actual investment into the stock market. Do you have a story of what your very first investment into that was?
5: Yeah, well, my very first investment was quite boring and sensible a long, long time ago. After I did have my injury and I was in hospital for quite some time, I had all my pay. Well, I was still getting paid while I was in hospital and couldn't spend any of the money. So I bought some Telstra shares after reading about them in the paper and uh, they were looking pretty good. But in more recent times, actually after I looked at my super and I realised that I only had one third of the average super my age group due to being unable to work a lot over the last 10 years. Mm. And after putting that into the compound interest calculator and looking at the difference, mm-hmm. it was pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. And I realized I really have to start making some smart decisions and taking some control here. And then after the COVID crash happened, Binging all the Equity Mates episodes, and my first two really um, important investments were just buying Sydney Airport and Qantas while they were down at dirt cheap prices. Nice, nice, yeah. nice.
4: love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So James, uh, since you know you've started investing, you've binged a lot of Equity Mates. You've actually written and your own intro to investing guide, which you share with your friends. Uh, can you give us some insight into some of the key, I guess, key lessons or uh, key points uh, in your intro to investing guide.
5: Yeah, of course. So it is pretty much a summary of everything I've learned on the Equity Mates podcast. <laughs> can, you so, can, you send, can you send it through?
4: <laughs> <laughs> we should have got. We should have just got that and released that as our book. Yeah. yeah we're
5: well, reading your book, and I'm reading it like it's really similar to what I've to what I've written. It's just in a bit of less detail. It's only about ten thousand word uh, ten thousand words long, and it just starts out with. Um, you know, the reasons why you should be investing, how many people are running out of money in retirement and how that is such a big issue that a lot of people aren't really aware of and how, you know, you really are disadvantaging yourself if you've got large chunks of money sitting in the bank getting eaten away by inflation. And then I just go on to um, explain a few simple ways of how you can get started that are really easy, like micro-investing apps, simple ETFs or LICs where you can just trust your money to someone else and you don't have to worry about the stress of following the markets or am I making the right decisions? More of a passive style, which is a great way to get people started and just keeping things simple and flexible so you can change it up as your life circumstances change along.
4: Love that. I really needed that when I started investing. (laughs) Yeah, didn't we all? Didn't we all?
3: (laughs) Poster boy for equity mates over here. There we go. (laughs) Well, James, we certainly appreciate you sharing your journey with us so far and uh, we will now hear from the next community member. So we're joined by Natasha Etchman, a.k.a. Tash Invests, who has built a platform sharing financial information and her journey across social media, in particular, Instagram and TikTok. If you want to listen to an episode that we did with Tash, uh, head back in the Get Started Investing feed. It was awesome to hear about her journey in more detail. But Tash, welcome back.
6: Thank you. So excited to be back.
3: How... And why did you get started investing?
6: How? I just Googled lots of stuff and hoped for the best kind of. (laughs) Nice. Why? Um, I've always been interested in like saving to travel and wanting to make more money, but I also wanted to work in the healthcare industry. um, So investing always seemed like a way to make money and do both. Um, So yeah, I just bought four units of IVV, which is very fun. But yeah, it was just from lots of Googling and research, I guess, and just hoping for the best really.
3: What was IVV?
6: Uh, An S&P 500 index.
3: Nice. And you've just been dollar costing into that?
6: Yeah, I think I answered your next question. (laughs) Um, No, I never actually bought IBV again. So I bought $1,000 worth and just watched it for a bit to see what would happen. Um, I buy other ETFs now, but yeah, just bought four and watched it, I guess.
3: Nice. Mm. And uh, I guess you've been buying into ETFs quite frequently. Have you moved on to buy individual stocks or is the strategy now still just plug away ETFs.
6: No, still just ETFs. I don't really like watching individual stocks or researching them that much. I want something really easy. So I just invest a thousand dollars a time into ETFs when I have the money and yeah, it's been growing pretty well.
3: Nice. So when we last spoke, uh, you were following the FIRE movement or the the concept of it and dollar cost averaging into stocks and sort of wanting to build that retirement early sort of fund. You've since been able to take a couple of months off work and travel around the country, which has been awesome. Can you just talk us through that? You've obviously been able to feel sort of financially stable off the back of the investing that you've done.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a choice, but I back when I met you guys in March, my plan was to do eight weeks prac at uni, go back to my full-time job, which paid really well for a few months, um, do another eight weeks prac, graduate, be an OT, but I was a bit sick of work and getting a bit burnt out, so I was like, oh, I'll just go do a snow season, so I quit my job and moved over to the snow, which was great for two months before lockdowns happened. Um, and then I lost my snow job and was just kind of stuck in New South Wales with border closures. But I was in a very privileged position compared to most people because I have a positively good property. So I had money coming from that. I have dividends. I was still making money from shares anyway. So it worked out really well. So I just went a month in Roombula, went up to Byron Bay, and now I'm in Sydney. So it's been incredible having that basis to be able to travel around with.
4: Mm. I think it's the, you it may not be the retire early part of fire, but it's definitely the financial independence part of fire. Yeah, mm.
6: definitely mm. being able to have a break and like having an emergency fund as well. I went over with like 20 grand in savings being like, if I need this, I need it. But yeah, it's worked out really well having that security.
3: And so you've come from a position where you probably had a more reliable paycheck than you do at the moment. And from that, you could have been investing quite regularly into the markets, I would assume. Has what's happened over the last few months changed how you think about investing? We obviously can't, I assume, be investing as regularly as, as you were before?
6: Yeah, so I was really, before my mindset was just like work as much as possible, invest as much as possible and then I can kind of enjoy it a bit later on. Um, but having the break has been really interesting to see that you don't need to burn yourself out completely to reach your goals and like life is to be enjoyed as well. So I was working, my job was we did 56 hour weeks because we were doing sleep shifts as well. I was also doing overtime Um, Versus now, I was like working in the snow, working six hour days, like going snowboarding every day. And it was like a much happier life, being like, Mm. cool, I work an easy job that's not emotionally taxing. I go snowboarding and I can still save a little bit of money on the side. So yeah, if I didn't do like the work beforehand, I wouldn't have been in this position, but seeing the both sides of it's been really interesting. Mm,
4: mm. Well, Tash, you started your investing journey and uh, went straight into a broad-based ETF and you also have a positively geared property And you have a $20,000 emergency fund. So I I think there's like a lot of the hallmarks of like good financial discipline there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in a future episode, we're going to unpack some of the best resources that I guess helped you understand so much at such an early age because it's impressive. And I look back and I wish I had the wherewithal to do some of that.
3: Corinne, before we uh, hear from our next guest, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be right back into it.
4: So we're joined by Maddie, who is a 23 year old sharing her investing journey across her social media channels with the aim of delivering more accessible information and knowledge to everyday people. You can check out her Instagram at money with Maddie. Maddie, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, Dad. It's a Pleasure to be here.
4: So Maddie, in this episode, we're talking about the story of people's first investments and how or why they got started. So can you take us back to the very start of your investing journey? Uh, why did you decide to start investing and talk us through the process of actually figuring out how to get started?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I feel like my how and my why has changed from when I started to now. My first investment was when I turned 18. I have been looking into the share market for a little bit. And surprisingly, my first purchase was not an Australian stock. I actually decided to invest my first lot of money that I'd saved up into Apple shares, which is done me very, very well editing, <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: Stoked. five
1: years ago. <laughs> Great investment choice then. I haven't made so many good ones since the Learning Curve. But back then, it was really just a matter of investing in a company that I've used my entire life and something that I absolutely love. I have iPhone, iPads, AirPods, watches, everything Apple. And I thought, well, why not? invest in the company that I give most of my savings to at this point in time. (laughs) I'm making them money, right? So maybe as well make me money. The thing is, I didn't really know what balance sheets were. I didn't know what charts were. I had no clue at that point in time. All I knew is how much one of the shares were. And I think my first bundle of shares was about $2,000 in Apple shares. And at the time, they were $97 before their four-to-one split. So you can imagine how happy I am right now. But yeah, that's pretty much... that was how I started getting investing and learning over the years how the capital growth had helped me out. The why has changed since, though. At the start, it was more about how to make money. Now it's more become a way to make a passive income for myself, another income stream, and also to give myself more flexibility and freedom with my everyday life and with my future. So I think I was thinking of present Maddie in the... In the past, and now I'm thinking of future
4: Maddie going um, further into investing now. Well, Maddie, uh, buying Apple shares as an 18 year old, you probably, if you were going to write a textbook on investing, that would probably be the textbook way to start. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) full full credit uh, for starting uh, in such a uh, sensible but also high growth way. Most people listening to this, you know, definitely me listening to you talk and hearing that you started investing at 18. You know, some of us are probably a bit envious. We missed out on some compounding starting a bit later than 18. You know, what was the process to become interested in investing at such a young age? Was it like, was it your parents or was it something that you just started researching yourself? Why was investing a priority for
1: you? It was something that I had been interested in since I was about 13. My dad's an accountant, but he um, was more on the commercial side of things um, and was building businesses. Um, Not to do too much with investing itself, but he did teach me a lot about numbers. And I feel like from that, ever since I was young, I've always been in a saving mindset. I've always been saving for my first home, which I just recently purchased two months ago. Um, That was ever since I was 15. And my savings just weren't, climbing at the rate that I was hoping they were to catch up with the market even since then. And I was talking to him about it and what does he do with his money. And when I was about 17, he started showing me about showing me shares and what he does. And my dad is definitely more a trader than investor and he gets very caught in the excitement of rising and falling of the stocks. And he doesn't um, he always purchases individual companies. Um, so that's where I first started, and that's why I bought Apple. Um, I didn't know what ETFs were, LICs were, anything like that. I just knew you could invest in companies. So that's why I started, more so because I wanted to start speeding up my house deposit. It definitely helped in that respect. But over the years, I've definitely learned more resources and there's so much more information out there than there was when I was 16 to 18 that I've now been able to use to learn more and be able to tweak my investing strategy a lot further.
4: Yeah, nice. Well, um, full credit to your dad uh, engaging with you about you know investing um, early... You know, I think that's actually a theme that we're sort of hearing in these conversations: is that people whose parents engage with them about money and sort of help them understand it while they're a kid. You know, started investing early, and um, you know, you're 23. You've just put a, uh, you know, just bought a house and have been investing for five years. It's pretty impressive. So, any parents listening out there, normalize money conversations. Start talking about money early and uh, help your kids get started investing at 18. Oh, definitely. So Maddie, we'll we'll leave it there um, and then we'll have you back uh, next episode to talk about uh, some of the barriers and myths that you faced uh, as an investor. We'll move on to our next community member now. Dylan is a father of two who began investing in stocks in 2019, thanks in part to the Barefoot Investor He's since taken an interest in the fire movement, Barefoot Investor, and the fire movement. It's a miracle that Bryce has let him on the show. Uh, but Dylan is going to share how he got started investing and tell us a little bit about his investing style. So, Dylan, let's start at the beginning. Uh, why did you get started investing, and what's the story of your first investment?
2: My wife was going back to full time work, so she she had time off with our kids and wanted to go back to full time. But she was worried about um, paying too much tax. And as far as I sort of had always known, that the way to avoid tax was um, buying an investment property. So it was something that I was considering at the time uh, until I read The Barefoot Investor. So, as you know, The Barefoot Investor is largely around personal finance, uh, and his um, philosophy is definitely down the down the shares path rather than the property. So that that made me think, okay, there's this whole other world that I hadn't really even sort of considered, which was share investing, and around same time or similar time, uh, we actually lost two family members to to cancer. So Amanda lost her dad to cancer and I lost uh, an auntie who was very, very close to me um, also to cancer within a couple of years. And neither of them, uh, they both worked right up to the point where they couldn't work anymore. So they didn't really get a chance to enjoy any kind of retirement and they also left left us uh, a chunk of money when they passed and also some shares that we were looking at. Part of the process was assessing the shares around whether or not uh, we needed to split those with some other relatives or to keep them. And we decided in the end to split them. But what that started for me was a process of actually watching a stock. So that was a gold miner, that was a gold miner evolution mining. Yep. Um, so I was tracking the price of evolution up and down and discussing it with my brother-in-law as to whether or not we, we sold or, or kept it. And eventually we all, we decided to sell and split them and. We split the money, so that was my sort of first introduction to keeping an eye on tracking the process of, of watching the movement of shares. Really, then I was part of the blue, actually part of the Barefoot Blueprint, which was the the off from the book. If you if you really enjoyed the book so much, it, you were then encouraged to, to become part of this Blueprint Club, which I which I did. And a guy on there, random person put on there, put out a tip around an Australian biotech company ImmuGene, which is looking at uh, immunology treatments for cancer. So for me, the that, that link to the cancer and the, I'd, I'd heard a lot about immunology over the last couple of years um, was something I was really interested in. Knew nothing about it, obviously. So I um, put some money into it, just a small amount. Uh, and and those two were essentially my first investments. Now, ImmuGene is my favourite, <laughs> favourite yeah. investment so far. So <laughs> I hear you guys talk about what's your first investment, your most successful. And if you count Imogene as my first, then I'm going to say yes, definitely on a um, on a percentage basis because that uh, thing skyrocketed. Even today, it's actually doing great things. So, yeah, that was that was how I first got into investing and got into the share market. At the same time, I put in some money to a listed investment company, Whitefield, which um, I like for other reasons. Relatively boring, but. Um, yeah, it's diversified. And because I'm invested in a gold miner, I thought, well, I'll go for a, a stock that doesn't include any uh, materi- materials, which Whitefield does. So yeah, they were my first three. And uh, yeah, really from there, I've sort of listened, to, started listening to people like yourselves a little bit more and uh, recognising that the reasons I bought <laughs> my first few shares weren't necessarily uh, you know, <laughs> it's not like I'd say to someone who's starting up, Hey, go out and do this but for me what it did was was allow me to actually keep an eye on something, get involved in the in the company, like, especially with Injugene, like every sort of um announcement that comes out or presentation they put out, you know, I'd get on there and have a listen to it, look on it, I'd check Twitter now and then. Um bit young to be looking at TikTok and, and all those stuff. <laughs> never, <of them>. never. <laughs> <laughs> Even Instagram um, escapes me a little bit. But, um, yeah, get as much information as I can on those companies and then, yeah, really follow follow their journey, I guess. And given what that company's trying to do, it's just something that, yeah, it's really exciting and, you know, it's good to be part of the journey, like I say. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm just looking at Imogene's uh, share price chart. It's gone from about $0.03 at the start of 2020 to $0.53. Wow. So
2: wow. You'd be yeah, pretty, you'd well, be pretty the, the cool happy. thing was... <laughs> Yeah, the cool thing was I actually paid a little bit more than what, for three cents, obviously. Um, this is back in 2019, so I paid under five, let's say. Yeah, a friend of mine, was well, looking at it a couple of months later or a couple of weeks later, and he goes, nah, you bought in at the wrong time. You know, you bought in on the way up, and uh, and, you sh- and it, then it's dropped. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. I'm going to hold it. <laughs> and um, yeah, have done ever since. And I bought bought in more at, at 12 cents, and then at 30 recently they did a... Um, Cap raising, yeah, capital, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so they did a capital raising, and um, I tried to participate in that at a, at a low level. But I think they allocated based on the number of shares you already had, and because yeah, I was right, quite a small investor, yeah. I only got quite a bit, a small amount. But yeah, I've, I've also got options in there now because of that, um, because of that uh, purchase, and uh, that's something that I've always been interested in. I read uh, Danielle Lictuya. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. she covers options in her book, and that was something that really interested me. That. It's kind of something that I didn't want to sort of dabble in just yet before I learned too
4: much. But yeah, I'm excited to own options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. We sometimes get a few questions about options, and I think the the main thing is, you know, if you're interested in it, uh, there's plenty you can learn about it. But um, you know, you gotta you gotta do the work. It's it's like another layer yeah, of complexity. Me. But. um Look, man! Yep. Congratulations. Not everyone, uh, not everyone gets their first investment to be a ten bagger. So um, that's <laughs> that's pretty exciting. Hopefully, it's always this easy
2: for you. Well, that's the thing is, is you don't want to get too excited. I mean, have heard your stories, obviously about yeah. you know, losing all your money, kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, geez, it's a bit dangerous for me that I that I had a winner at the beginning. So I've got to I've got to really temper that.
3: <laughs> mm. well, I think the key takeaway from me, dealing on this story is that you know you knew nothing, and it wasn't until you actually got involved and got active in the markets mm-hmm. that you started uh, taking more interest in. And, uh, and that's one of the key messages that we often try and get across is that you can do as much research and paper-based practice as you want, but it's not until you have that stock, you follow it in the online and get involved in it's, you know, as you said, updates and um, annual general meetings and that sort of stuff that you really start to to learn about yourself as an investor and, and the stock market. So uh, yeah, great story. Definitely. Well, Ren. Uh, look, it's great to hear from uh, from our community members, and thank you to to James, Tash, uh, Maddie, and Dylan for sharing with us uh, your experiences of, of why you got started investing. Uh, always great to hear and uh, to hear from other community members. So, look, uh, the the series continues. Next episode, we are asking what is the biggest barrier or myth that you faced when you started your investing journey, and everyone faces barriers. Uh, so, this is a good opportunity to um, figure out if you're facing one that may have been um, broken by some of our community members.
4: <laughs> this is a good opportunity to figure out whether you, you're you facing one as in like you don't realise <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, facing Hold on. it. Oh, yeah,
3: I'm actually <laughs> facing that. But look, uh, we'll, we'll close out. The uh, Summer Series is brought to you by Superhero. They uh, allow you to buy Aussie and US shares and ETFs with no a monthly account fees and you can earn Qantas points with Superhero. So visit superhero.com.au slash Qantas to learn more eligibility criteria terms and conditions and fees and charges apply but stick with us we'll be picking it up next week uh, for episode five can't wait
0: get started investing is a product of equity Bates media all information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only it is not intended as a substitute for professional finance legal or tax advice the hosts of get started investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.